0: Welcome to the Corporate Legal Apps Consortium Podcast, where we dive deep into conversations with technology and legal apps thought leaders from across the ecosystem. This is Clock Talk. I'm your host, Jen McCarron. I'm on the board of directors at Clock, and I lead the Netflix legal operations and technology team. On this episode, we're going back to CLOCK's 2023 EMEA Summit in London, where I'm joined by Jesse santiago Egner, Legal Operations Strategic Advisor from Atsuka Pharmaceutical. The podcast covers her process of familiarizing herself with the pharmaceutical industry, designing a strategic plan for her org after an in-depth maturity assessment, and much more. Jessie highlights the valuable insights she obtained from talking with paralegals and contract managers throughout that assessment period. And she often emphasized their potential in driving innovation forward. Hope you enjoy the episode. Buenos dias, welcome to Clock Talk. How do I say welcome to Clock Talk on Spanish?
1: Bienvenidos a Clock
0: Talk. Bienvenidos a Clock Talk. En français. Bienvenue the Clock Talk. Here we are, just two New Yorkers in London. Wow! Is London true or false? The second best city to New York City that you've experienced. Where are you at city rankings? I
1: think I might have to actually say London is first. London's first for I you? I've spent all my time BBCing it. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness! So. Okay. So you're here. You are in your happy place. Oh, so happy! So happy! I came three days extra. On the tail
0: end or earlier?
1: Earlier. Oh, so you've been here? I've been here. So you're on the clock. I'm on the clock.
0: So to speak, no pun intended, C-L-O-C, C-L-O-C-K. <laughs> I am not on the clock. Okay. I'm going to spend all of these podcasts ranting about my extreme jet lag. Okay. And I don't help matters much it. at night. Anya and I, we power walked the park last night for an hour and a half. Dang. I, yeah. That's commitment. Yeah. Aww. After power walking New York City last week. Wow. Maybe that's why my voice is so low. What's the goal there? I don't know. Extreme lean tone, muscle.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. I I wasn't doing that. I was staying up till 2.30 or 3. What were you doing? Hanging out. Hanging out with whom? So I had two girls that came with me, my girlfriends. They took a trip to Paris since I had the conference. We were just hanging out. And we had a good time. We were staying at the Marriott London County, which used to be... The place of the county hall from 1922 through 2022. Pretty cool place to stay, actually. Where is that? It's right next to the London Eye, I and mean, we could see the London Eye from our window. Amazing. Of course, we were chickens and we didn't get on it, but it but was time. But you still know what?
0: You're staying up till 3 a.m. London time. You're partying.
1: <laughs> Yesterday was the only night, and I'm like, crap, I need to catch up on sleep.
0: Yeah, conference mode is just yeah. no sleep, all legs. <laughs> all talking. Jesse, you have recently made a switch yes, in I career. Am. You left Televisa Univision. Oh, where see. That's so perfect. Thank you so much. Studied zero Spanish ever, but aspiring a Spaniel speaker. Yes. Where we last spoke, you were there and I was showing you some tech and some stuff that we were doing over at Netflix. Yeah,
1: whatever. you were super helpful. Actually, we were... In the throes of trying to figure out what our CLM value stream was gonna be and when yeah. we're gonna launch and all that. It was too crazy to do it right then. Yeah. But right before I left, we launched the RFP. Oh amazing. So good stuff. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, I was showing
0: you one piece of my five to seven point CLM strategy, which is
1: the, <laughs> the was very helpful. Piece. I can admit now that I was screenshotting that as you were. Yeah, <laughs>
0: cool. Well, that's the whole point of our community is yeah. show each
1: other things. That's right. th- this
0: is how I'm thinking about it. Well, yeah. now you're over at Atsuka Pharmaceutical Company. True. C-suite legal operations strategic advisor.
1: Maybe the best title I've ever heard. I mean, I had to make it up.
0: I used ChatGPT to do that. No, come on. I swear. You said, I do legal ops. You wrote for a long time now. <laughs> Tell me what my title should should be. be.
1: (laughs) And uh, among other things. Tell me what this job entails. Well, it's lovely because I have complete autonomy to influence the GC. A super knowledgeable woman, just a powerhouse really that they have over there. And it's a completely new industry. So I'm really trying to get into the groove of things. You would think. It's a new industry like you jumping into pharma. Yeah. Yeah. Never been in any type of life sciences, bio, yeah, kind of thing. How's that industry? It's jump? a bit different. They even have things that I've never heard of before. Talk about industry jumping. You went
0: MetLife, mm-hmm. Legacy Insurance, based mm-hmm.
1: in New York City, great ben, foundation. Then to Television
0: Univision, in New York. Mm-hmm. That's TV. Then mm-hmm. to Pharma. I mean, your whole career is just about transition. How do you yeah. learn up a new? Industries kind of workflow. And I want to say pitch to play. That's the Netflix learning that I had to jump in deep on. I had to learn pitch to play in TV, which was an
1: education. What's your method for learning up? You know what? I think at MetLife, I was always wearing comfortable slippers there. They did such a good job of educating their people and really bringing them up. The is like you're wearing stilettos all the time, so you got to get used to the pain. In terms of like just get in there. So I don't know if you remember we were talking about rights management, and I was like Jen, what the heck do I do with this? I have to oversee this now.
0: I said, lie your head down on the nearest table and just go to sleep with <laughs> rights management, and
1: pray somebody else has it. Thanks. Right. #Hashtag leadership. But you know what? I learned a lot about that, and I felt pretty much like a master by the time I left. And so now I hear about it, I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. So in terms of kind of managing up and learning new things. It's just like exciting, right? Because it's like a new infusion of blood. Yeah. Like I got to get in there, right? Yeah. So we have friends in all places over our clock. So you called your pharma friends. I did. And one of them is Dacia. So she was kind of walking me through, hey, this is how the paralegal world That's works. That's Daisha Vasquez. Yeah, right. she and I are homies. Like, I need to talk to you. I don't know, what am I doing here? The, the paralegals, they are completely different than any paras that we've ever worked with before. It's... Yeah. So I'm like, what the heck are clinical trial agreements? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's your new mainstay (laughs) agreement type. Right, right. So they have so many more that I'm learning about.
0: Of insurance and TV and big pharma, who has the most forms you've seen in the legal shop? I don't think that's a sign that any one industry has the most, it's just how companies or legal departments wind up chopping it up. What are you
1: seeing? Definitely... Media entertainment.
0: Yeah. Media so entertainment. So many different
1: types. Plus, you amplify that with the language, right? Like yeah. we had it in Spanish and English and the terms are different. And different types of shows, yeah. different
0: networks. There's a few networks underneath where you were. Okay. Yeah. So TV still is. TV still. Madness. Yeah. How many forms did you see at once there? I, I don't You're think. You're like, I,
1: even I never I... even got a count. There were so <laughs> many. Truly, we we even did a grid and I think it took four pages close together on Excel sheet. You think over a thousand? I wouldn't say that much, but I would say over 500. That's big. Yeah.
0: That's a lot of forms to think about trying to playbook out and put into CLM tools. Yeah. At Spotify Music, it was 250 to 300. Yeah. My eyes were crossing over that. So what's three months or so in... Actually, it's just a baby. I'm just starting to crawl. Right you're now. just crawling just a little over a month. A little over a month. Yeah. Oh, good. so you're in that hello, I'm Jesse phase. This is what we mean by legal ops. First legal ops person ever. Oh, <laughs> green field. No. So They're like, teach us, tell us their eyes are like this, like you're going to save us.
1: Well, they do have a legal ops function. I'm the first legal ops person to come over for this specific agency, which Paragon, shout out to them. They hunted me down on LinkedIn and and found me. So they have legal ops over at Otsuka. I think they just want to get to that next level. So they're just like, help us get to that next level kind of thing.
0: Getting to the next level, it's all strategy or Mm -hmm. strategic planning. Right. So you walk into this new role What does day-to-day look like in a new role when there's already an ops function covering much of the tactical? How do you start
1: to collect info to get inspired to draw that? So actually, one of the first things I'm doing is a maturity assessment, grading each competency against the wheel. I've never done that before. And it's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. (laughs)
0: It's interesting you say that clock, we are going to be publishing an ebook later right. this year that is how to do that. And it's quite extensive if you come in and really start to yeah. score it. So yeah, that's something we should all watch for from clock assets. Yeah. And are you involved in that ebook creation at all? I'm not, but I'd love to be because I'm winging it right now. Because you're, you're winging it. You kind of yeah. set up frameworks in yes. each competency. See, that's right. And would you do like a foundational,
1: mature, advanced? Correct. And then they have the section. So I kind of broke it up into those three groups. And then even within that, so how do you really get to? So I reached out to Nicole and I was like, I'm just realizing we need to be a little stronger. How do you really assess if you are mature and advanced? We do. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So I was using what we had previously And it broke down like, hey, if if you can measure this, how do I know that they're really doing it well or not? You know what I mean? So it's almost like a mini measurement inside of a wider measurement, if that makes sense. So, But it's been a fun activity and I'm up to the second bucket, which is advanced, (laughs) and really kind of walking through. And I think that one's taking me a bit more time just because I'm thinking through what are the right roles for their department based on their needs and things like that.
0: How large is the department you're working or I would say
1: 35 to 45 folks. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's so
0: cool to learn at that scale. Yeah. All of this. Mm-hmm. Cuz if you can learn it for 35 to 50, then you could learn it for 3500 to 5000 in a yeah. company in any kind of setting later. It's agreed. Do you have consulting in your background? What you're doing is very management consulting. It is. Yeah. Or I, uh, very Bain or BCG org optimizer. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. What's BCG? The Boston Consulting Group. Oh. Yeah. Just some of the elite management consulting
1: firms. That- ooh companies bring in to do exactly yeah. what you're doing. I don't have consulting in my background. So it was just a really cool opportunity to step yeah. into. I'm like, I've never done this before. Is this the right fit? Is this the right time? And I remember when we did our one-on-one talk in New York, you and Tommy were talking about, and you asked her about change. And I was like, am I ready for this? It's going to be a lot of work. I'm doing it solo and on a team, but it's a lot of fun. And almost trying to figure out yourself, like, Hey, here are the things I need to improve on because I need to scale up. Scale of one to 10, talking
0: about that kind of change, new role, new mindset in a role, which is all strategy, which Mm -hmm. is different muscles. Mm -hmm. How uncomfortable are you? 10 being extremely uncomfortable, zero being comfortable.
1: I would say somewhere between a seven and eight.
0: Uncomfortable. Oh, I'm proud of you. I'm proud. <laughs> maybe I'm just overestimating. I was hoping for a nine. I think it's <laughs> imperative that we throw ourselves into yeah. these kind of new challenges yeah. in career once in a while. Maybe geography in life. I did geography mm-hmm. and career when I went to Netflix. I was yeah. extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, and it forces you, like you just said, to identify mm-hmm. the gaps because you're feeling them. You're looking at the Maturity assessment model, you're intellectually going, that's a great piece of content, right? Mm -hmm. ACC has a similar one. I'm looking at the organization, but how do I now make it real? Right. And then you had to fill in the gaps of the content, which is filling in gaps in your own thinking, Mm -hmm. which is extremely uncomfortable. It's extremely uncomfortable. Do you ever go home at night and just go,
1: oh, dear. So true story. They saw me online one night, I think at at 12 o'clock, because my wheels were just spinning, right? And I wanted to just get out of my head on paper, like what I was thinking. And I was like, this is going to be easy breezy. I know this stuff, right? But when you're in a position where you're also running and doing it, executing on it. And then you have to speak about it. So it's like these layers of I was just doing it before. You have the strategy and you're walking it out, but you didn't really have to explain it. But now you have to put it in a digestible way where, the folks who are consuming it are like, oh, okay, I get that. That's why that makes sense. And my last conversation with the DC, she says, hey, so give me a sneak peek of what you're thinking about. And it actually came out and she's, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. I'm thinking about the people that we can do that with. And I'm like, great. I haven't put it on paper yet, but I'm glad you got it. Run those
0: in a verbal way, in a pa- yeah. paper written out way. You have to run it a lot. There's an element to this that I'm feeling is teaching you're mm-hmm. teaching your GC and some of her leaders, what we even mean by this, Yeah. but for Atsuka, not some conceptual right. teaching, but you're getting signals from the environment mm-hmm. and teaching means there's some great phrase that I can't think of because I'm extremely jet lagged. <laughs> My wife's a teacher. So I'm going to paraphrase teaching is learning twice or something like you learn everything once you've been that tactician, you've been right. that ops leader, that ops manager, you've put in all the foundational tools, but then to teach it, you have to learn it again, mm-hmm. and output it. That's right. To your team, your leaders and inspire them to follow you. This is mm. real strategic narrative. Yeah. Storytelling. New, new boat. <laughs> Hopefully the oars are bigger. So what's your timeline then on you're a month in. When's your first presentation to the mall? Monday. Wow. Monday, a month and a half in. Right. Wow.
1: Was that your idea or theirs? Should have actually happened before that, but. Good for you. I overshot on that. You will, well, or <laughs> it, you'll you know? figure
0: out if you overshot, I undershot. Mm-hmm. I did pain point tour. Wait, wait, I did wait, that. Wait. I did that. Wait, wait, wait. I started five years ago yesterday at Netflix. What? I just hit five. Happy anniversary. Yeah. So, about five and a half is when I saw you guys at the New York Clock Chapter and was like, guys, I'm out of here. I'm moving to Los <laughs> Angeles. Farah, take the wheel. Farah oh, took her. over. Yes. And off I went. And I started September 17th ish. And my first presentation actually it was mid October. So, it six weeks in, I did a Who I Am, What We Mean. I'll Mm -hmm. be around pain point store and strategy Mm -hmm. came out two months later.
1: I'm still in the assessment phase, right? So it's discovery, but I've done the, let me talk to key folks in the department and get a sense of where we are. So strategy
0: 1.0
1: will come out for when do you think? I want to say maybe another 20 days after that, as I'm doing the assessment, I'm also already thinking about recommendations and, (sighs) Then you really have to kind of chart it out, so we could do a roadmap. Yes, we're not there yet, and that's what you're driving towards is a roadmap
0: to overlay with the leadership, with the ops team, and with just things going on in the org. Yeah. Is org design or planning a part of any of this or not?
1: Yes. Cool. And I think that's where I'm taking the most time. You got to be really sensitive when it's involving people, right? And it's a good mix of, hey, this is what the organization needs. But speaking to the individuals who could potentially fit in that role from a legal ops perspective, hey, are you ready to grow? Or how are you feeling about your current role? What are you doing now that's not even on paper? Um, That combo you're talking about. Yeah. Is it
0: happening with our wonderful band of paralegal contract managers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Mostly, predominantly? Yes. Yeah. Because they're probably the largest group. So there's a legal ops manager and then they have different roles, but there's another paralegal manager. Yeah. And I think that's where they really could expand because I'm like, I went through a checklist that ChatGPT helped me put together and I was like, so are your paras doing this, this, this? And he's like, some of that. And you just walking me through it. I'm like, dude, we could actually be escalating up and you guys could be the model, right? We have- pretty good percentage of para folks or pharmaceutical companies in clock. So just kind of branching that out and he's, I'm excited for that. Do you think you can handle it? Right. It's almost like a destructured, not centralized para kind of layout. What a great place to start because sometimes
0: I wonder if the work that you and I do that we do in legal ops and tech is sure. It's optimizing the lawyer Mm -hmm. and the drafter, But the paralegals and the contract managers are first here to optimize lawyer workflows and Mm -hmm. help them run faster and help serve up the pieces, organize the the workflows Mm -hmm. and all that knowledge around it to make it go faster.
1: I feel like we're here to accelerate them. Right. And you know what? When we accelerate them, it's going to be driving acceleration for everybody else. And they have some great ideas and they're passionate. And I'm just like, let's get them before they're tapped out because they have it. They have the energy to say, hey, I want to do this. I want to try this. And actually they're the ones who are already driving some of the innovation that's happening there. Right. They have wonderful ideas, partially automated
0: trackers, Yep. or maybe using some of that tech that's been in. It's a real (laughs) ceiling lifter also for career, for compensation, Mm -hmm. skill competency. And that's what I really like about it because paralegal always felt, for the 20 minutes I was a paralegal, I was like, wow, this feels like a dead end. If you stay status quo right. and unrepeat repeat work, but if you don't, or you're willing to embrace.
1: And they are, so it's important to talk to everyone. The GC gave me leaders in terms of their roles and who to speak with, yes. but I'm like, I gotta talk to everybody. And that included IP paralegals, management one. paralegals, yeah. you know what I mean? So good stuff. I'm excited to hear where you take
0: this. Will you come back on Clock Talk at the six-month mark? Yes. And tell us how this is going. This I want to do a longitudinal conversation Let's with you. Let's do
1: that. Oh, I like that. You yeah. just wanted to say that word, didn't you?
0: I use that word a lot. I, I was a research scientist in grad school, so everything we set up was longitudinal. Longitudinal. Yeah, that word flies out of my mouth weekly. Okay. Jesse, this is all just a psych experiment we're on. <laughs> So may all of your studies be longitudinal. Thank you for coming on today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Enjoy London and we'll talk again soon. Ciao. Ciao. That about wraps up this episode. Thank you, Jesse, for coming on the podcast to share your insights. Catch this and other episodes of Clock Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Until next time.